Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. The loneliness, God's love heals the insecurities, right? God's love dynamically changes the believer. And this is what the world needs, right? The world needs a demonstration of love in action, love in truth. Now, there's that familiar sentence, love is love, and it's based on man's feelings or man's cultural bent, we could say, but love is love is of God, and everyone who loveth is born of God, right? 51 times in the book of John, we see the word love, 1 John 4 in particular. Okay, let's look at this. Uh, Ephesians chapter 3, and so many people have been miss uh, the love. The love that they've experienced has been has been such a misappropriation or such a mis a misrepresentation of who God is. So maybe the way we were brought up, maybe the way we have, maybe our perception of our need. So many people want so many things, but what we really need is to be loved by God right, to be loved of God. Hey, Bo, good to see you. Uh, so Ephesians, look at this, 3.17, but God's love is perfect, right? That Christ, verse 17, may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that's the origin of love, isn't it? Christ. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. You know, Richard Wurmbrandt said it like this, there are two types of believers, ones that follow Christ and have a sincere belief in Christ. And then the other one is those that believe that they believe, right? Two different types of Christians. There's the mechanics and the religious, I believe, I believe, but the relationship is really where we enter into verse, uh, the rest of this verse, the relationship with love, right? That you may be rooted and grounded in love. And this is where the relationship happens, right? The gardener, he is breaking the ground. He has the fertile and the very tender plant in his hand. And what's he doing? He is bringing it deep down into the soil and saying, grow here. I want you to grow in this location. I want you to grow in love. And not only does he put it in the right location, he is grounding it, which means he's moving the dirt and firming up the the root ball, and he's establishing a place of growth, right? You ever ever plant something before? Right? You have that very tender root ball, right? These, I used to work with um, chrysanthemums. When I was in in, uh, high school, we would plant chrysanthemums, thousands of them in the greenhouse we used to work in. And they start very small, and they're very fragile, so you have to put them in the right place. You have to make sure they have the right soil. They have to have the right fertilizer. And they have to be grounded and set up so that they um, can grow properly. He's saying that happens in love. So verse 18 is really something. It is the response or the uh, the effect of love, right? It says this. It says, that we will comprehend with all the saints. 
And that's a great statement. It's not something we discover on our own. It's something we discover in the body. It's something we discover one with another. We learn love. We learn it. We receive it and learn it. So many people are saying, you know, I want to give love or I want to be a demonstration of love, but that can't happen without learning it and receiving it first. Amen? Amen. So what is the width, length, depth, and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that ye may be filled with the fullness of God? So this is these are rich things, and I want to kind of break it down with us today. Think about this, the depth. Think about the depth of something. If you were to go in a submarine to the bottom of the ocean floor, what's there? It's extreme, extreme pressure, extreme darkness, uh, extreme uh, marine life, right? God says, the depth of my love is below the bottom, and it's extreme. It's extremely great. It's extremely powerful. It also, the writer here says that 2 Corinthians 9, 8, God became poor so that we might become rich. It also gives the, the indication of extreme poverty. Christ had extreme poverty so that he could generously love us, right? <clears throat> you ever been somewhere and you've, you've, you can empathize with people because you've been to the bottom? You've sat where they sat and you're able to know where they are, Jesus is saying, I've been to the very bottom so that I can love the people that are most undeserving. That's us, right? That's amazing. The love of God has become very poor so that we could be very rich. That's why there is no hopeless cause. That's why there is nobody that's beyond repair. There is nobody that is canceled or disqualified. God's love says, I will run after. I will leave the 99. I will reach out and reach out and keep reaching out. And maybe the hand is batted away. They, the, the person is, is told to leave or there'll be someone that will reject the only thing that can bring healing. And God says, Look, my love deals with the extremes of man. <laughs> Isn't that good? We can be extremely rebellious. We can be extremely uh, ridiculous. Uh, we can be extremely erratic. God's like, my love is deeper than the extremes. I can have an extreme mood. I can have an extreme depression. I can have extreme anxiety. God's like, my love is deeper. The height, height, think about this. The love of God is higher. If you were to go high, it's the same principle. It is you pass through the second heaven. You're in the space. You're way up. I mean, way up. There's still pressure up there, right? You're in an airplane. Uh, I think the highest I've ever been in an airplane is 41,000 feet, right? We were coming back, and there we were. We were following a typhoon. Not, not in, not a uh, good time. We shook for for uh, for nine hours. Actually, it was 11 hour flight from China, southern China, and that was not my finest moment. I think I lost weight in, in anxiety because I was so stressed out. <laughs> God is above that. God is above our greatness, our ability, our goodness, 
our best effort, God is like saying, I'm higher than that. I am perfect. The length God will go, he will go to the ends of the earth, right? He is greater than our greatest efforts, our greatest journeys, our greatest, our greatness. And then our width, don't you love that? Our, he's the extent of God, the extent. Like you look at an ocean, right? Look at the extent of an ocean. The millions and the countless gallons of water, God is like saying, I am greater. I am fuller. I am more immense. I'm more immense than sin. I'm more great than your doubts. I am more able to deal with your unbelief. So this, this parameters, we could say, is limitless, right? Pastor Schaller was saying recently, when we try to measure the immeasurable, we lose something. If we were to measure love, we lose the God of love. Let me show you an interesting contrast here. Look at 1 Corinthians 13. God does not love us on our terms. <clears throat> what does that mean? God does not give us everything we want, right? Well, God, if you love me, you would do this, this, and this. God says, I do love you, and therefore I'm going to give you what you need. Sure, you'll get some of your wants, but your needs will be met in Philippians 4.19. But what's our greatest need today? It's to be loved by God. What's our greatest need today? It's to know the love of God. What's our greatest ministry today? It's to be loved of God and then love others with that same love. <laughs> and maybe that over, is oversimplified, but it is the starting point. Because if we lose that start, if we lose our first love, then everything else is wrong, right? And I'll talk about that in a minute. Look at 1 Corinthians 13, and again, I warn you, these are verses you know, but let's look at them in a different way today. These are verses that I know, but I don't know them in the length, breadth, width, and height of the God of God. God is so much greater, amen? Isn't that good? God is greater than my foolishness. God is greater than my, uh, my unbelief today. And this is why when we receive the love of God, we are changed. <clears throat> Verse 1, <clears throat> though I speak with tongues of men and of angels. Okay, let's say we're gifted. Say we have, we could speak with great oratory and songs and languages. I met someone the other day that speaks six languages. I mean, that's incredible. But if I have not love, I'm like a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Now, I mean, the brass and the cymbals sound great in accompaniment, but if you've got somebody, like my son was playing on this little digital piano the other day, and he was just hitting one note, <clears throat> just bang, 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 and like within 20 seconds, I was like, my, my patience level was reached, and this is, God is saying, this is how we, <laughs> this is how we are to God without love, we, it, we're, when it, we're an irritant, actually, maybe that's uh, not edifying to understand, but but God says, my love is what ministers to me. It's my love, speaking of God's love, objective love, that ministers to others. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries, this is, this is incredible, isn't it? All mysteries. Who understands all mysteries? Nobody. But let's say I could. Let's say I'm at the top of my game. Let's say I'm, 
I'm perfectionist 101, hitting it 100%, 100% of the time. God says it's still not enough. All right? So I have the gift of prophecy. I can talk about love. I can preach about love. You and I can define love. You and I can articulate. We can write a thousand books about love, let's say. But from my perspective, from my source, it is if I have all knowledge and though I have all faith, faith that could remove a mountain, but I have not a relationship with love, I am nothing. I don't know about you. I read these verses, and I, the human goodness really comes into play, doesn't it? You ever talk to somebody on the street, and you talk about the Lord, and they say, I'm good. Hey, I'm good, you know. I'm good. Really? What does that even mean? Like, like according to God, I am bankrupt. I am naked. I am miserable, right? But the love of God, what does it do? The love of God loves us perfectly. It loves us into wholeness. It loves us into healing. That's why when I look for love in all the wrong places, we just become more hungry, right? Even in relationships, people are not going to meet your greatest needs, right? That's the shocker. People get married, and, and I'm all about marriage, but if I'm looking for my spouse to meet my needs, guess what? We're going to put pressure on our spouse. We're going to be dis disappointed with our spouse. We're going to be... Um, we're going to be most miserable, right? Look at this. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. Now, that's social, that's social justice or social gospel right there. Let's, let's celebrate the goodness of man. Let's, let's eradicate the need of hunger and, in, and, and security, which I'm all about. That's great. But what am I motivated? My motivation has to be so that God's love will be the primary uh, focus. And though I give my body to be burned, any martyrdom complex today? Anybody want to be a hero today? Right? It's in us. It's in us. God's like, without my love, it's a waste of time. Well, this is a real downer, isn't it? <laughs> I'm doing this on purpose because the perspective is the only thing that matters is the demonstration of the love of God that we fellowship with personally. All right? Dig wells, build houses, um, feed people. Yes, 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 all day long. But what's the first thing? It's got to be motivated in love. If I'm motivated by need today, I, we, we know this in ministry, right? If we're motivated by needs, the needs will chew you up and spit you out. But if we're motivated by love, God, love me today. God, let the person I'm looking at and talking today be loved by you today. May my words be rooted and grounded in love. Because if it's not in God's love, it's in my manipulation. If it's not in God's love, then it's going to be my personal agenda. If it's not in God's love, then it's going to be something that is lacking every time. If I lack love, it profits nothing. And then we see this beautiful list, and we know this is all God's love. We don't, <laughs> we don't, nothing in this chapter is from us here, nothing. Love suffers long. It's long-suffering, right? God, God loves you in the good, the bad, the ugly, the ridiculous, the erratic, the good times. Why does he do it? Because the relationship is that we would know his love, right? 
So for instance, we love our kids. Like we were watching that beautiful presentation last night. I was thinking, think of all these families. Amazing. We love our kids. We would die for our kids, right? I often wondered, like, how could, you know, you get married and you have a love for your spouse, but then your love for your kid is different a little bit, isn't it? I mean, it's, 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 there's some similarities, but you would give your life for your kid. I'm sure you'd do it for your spouse, but even more so your kid. At least that's for me, uh, how I'm thinking about it. And, <clears throat> and that's, that's of God, right? That love is so extreme that it would, that would give up its own self. And that's what we see the greatest love, right? Jesus came. He left it all to love us, not to make us a good Christian, not to make us a professional uh, good person. God is loving us with all our flaws and all of our disasters and all of our weaknesses. God is saying, I love you. Would you get it straight and stop trying to earn my love? Just receive my love. Fellowship with my love, talk about my love, study my love, let me love you, right? That's the will of God. And then the ministry of God happens from that. And I'll just tell you this, love does not leave us where it finds us. So someone might say, oh, is that all I got to do is just be loved by God? And then, I, then I'm just like, that's, you know, then I'm just, that's all I have to do. Let me tell you, if we let God love us, our life will be so drastically different. Our ministry will be drastically different. See, the overflow is, is crazy amazing, crazy. Isn't it true? Like all of a sudden you love people you don't even know, and it's not even you. It's the love of God burning in you. What is that? That is a height, breadth, depth, and length of God. It's something beyond we, our understanding. See, that word to comprehend, it's an interesting word. In Ephesians 3, it says that you would comprehend. There's a couple of interesting definitions here. Number one, it says to make it your own. To make love your own, which means just like you would sit down and have a sandwich, you're eating that sandwich, and now that sandwich has a different capacity now. Now it's ingested, and it's being broken down, and now it's energy. So as we get to know the love of God, it, becomes, it energizes us, right? The second word for comprehend means to seize it which means to grab a hold of it and don't let it go. It's the same word in Jude 21, keep yourself in the love of God, which means don't leave the location of being loved by God. What happens is we do. We let our anxiety or we let someone's carnal words or we let the demonic projection, it hijacks the voice of love in us, and, and all of a sudden we're kept in a place of stronghold, a place of defeat, but God's love, it guards us and keeps us, keeps us. The third definition, which is valuable, it says, catch it in your mind. Catch the love of God in your mind, okay? And let's look at Revelations 2, 4 for a minute. So that means think about it. Think about how much you're loved. Think about it. Not only think about it, agree with it, believe it. It's true. It's more true than the lie that's yelling at you, the love of God, the love of God. It suffers, it bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. It thinks no evil. We think about evil about ourselves all day long. 
Love says it's impossible for me to think evil. So this transcends this whole debacle of this pseudo-love we hear about every day. Right? Diversity of love. Love is very diverse in truth. <laughs> but it's not man-made. It's not man-manufactured. So what happens when, I'm, when I say, yes, Lord, I believe I'm loved? I don't feel it, but I believe it. God says, okay, I'm going to persuade you. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to have you learn about it. And then I'm going to demonstrate it. I'm going to forgive Peter. I'm going to forgive Onesimus. I'm going to forgive David. I'm going to forgive Abraham. Uh, these, these unlovables, I'm going, to, I'm going to cherish them. Wow. This is so good, isn't it? Amen? Do I hear any amens out there? Okay. We can't see the devil is so crafty to always add something. But Jesus plus nothing equals everything. It's, it's the love, perfect love. If we're perfected in love, fear will not take hold. You know, fear is the stronghold of the end days. It is. That's why perfect love casts out fear. If I'm worried about something, it's okay. It's an indication that I need to give it back to God. Because if I'm, if I'm worrying about it, if I'm stressed out, it means it's still in my hands. All right, Revelations 2.4, look at this. All right, amazing, amazing uh, church here, very, had the form, had everything right, but the relationship was not there, you know? Nevertheless, I have something against you that you have left your first love. So this word, these first loves, always been kind of an interesting conversation at it's not necessarily talking about when you first got saved, that feeling. You know, some people have that feeling, some people don't. That's not the emphasis here. The, the emphasis is, is God is loving us first every time. 1 John 4.19. We love him because he first loved us. Amen? We come to church because why? We're being loved by God. We're loving our spouse because we're learning how to love. And he says here, he says this, Romans 2, Revelation 2.4, Remember where you have fallen. So this is a good this is a good statement here. Remember, I got to close here. Wow. Remember where you left receiving the love of God and go back there. My Bible's loving me. My my spirit-filled friend is loving me. My prayer life is loving me. My repentance and responding to who God is is loving me. Go back to that place of life, that place of healing, that place of exchange, and guess what? The ministry of love will overwhelm you. And then, then the appetite of sin will lessen. Again, I say this again. We struggle in our sin nature because the areas are not crucified. They're areas that are not domineered or conquered by love. So the cross is the place where Calvary has conquered us. Amen? God's nature is constant. It's transcendent. It's unilateral. Here's a good word, the word unilateral. It means that God made a decision by himself to love you today. We didn't have any, we didn't have any say in it. We didn't have any negotiation, right? Oh, God, love me on the good days. Love me when I'm good, when I'm spiritual. No, God says, I'm going to love you your entire life before you knew me, and as you know me, and when you see me face to face, I'm going to constantly love you to the end in 13.1 of John. 
what a win-win situation. And that love teaches us to love others. That love teaches us to love ourselves, forgive ourselves, forgive others. That love transforms our ministry, right? So now it's no longer me doing something for God. It's really, Lord, today I'm going to receive your love. I'm going to think about your love. I'm going to seize your love. I'm going to let it be my meditation. And then it's going to produce, 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3, from an aspect of love, motivation, love. People you know, it, 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 it's such a, tr- what I'm saying today is like maybe um, obvious, but, but, it, but it's life transforming. I, I know when I'm not operating in love, right? <laughs> Do you know when you're not operating in the love of God? Like, get me out of here get, because I'm not, a, I'm not a nice person, you know, honestly. We're not, we are like full of ourself. But, but love comes in and says, you are bankrupt, miserable, and naked, but my love will clothe you. My love will make you rich. My love will f- bring you fullness. My love will have you be interested in people you would have never been interested in. Your love, my love, will help you conquer sin, and the 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 the, the sin that easily besets us. I should say, uh, but wow, this is this is the constant nature of God. It's perpetual, just like the waves of the sea. Right there, you are. It's like coming at you, coming at you, coming at you. Like, Lord, leave me alone. Nope, I'm going after the one. Lord, would you, I don't, you know, we, you know we, I'm running from you. God says, that's good because I'm everywhere present. You're, run, you're running from me. You're actually running towards me because I'm everywhere. Lord, I don't want this. That's okay. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to love you into, into needing and seeing your need for me. It's awesome. So the love of God is, takes away the, the, the stress, if we could say, of doing it up by ourselves. Amen. How many are thankful for the love of God today? It's rich and pure. It's everlasting. It's inexhaustible. All right? Thank you, Lord, for loving us when we are unlovable. Thank you, God, that we made our bed in hell. You are there not to leave us in hell, but to lead us to a place of life. Thank you, Lord, today. Help us to return back to this place where we can discover your love for us in a personal way. Thank you, Lord. You are so good to us. In the good, the bad, and the ugly, your love is constant. Thank you, Lord. And we just thank you that we cannot mess it up. Because we would if we could, but we can't. So thank you, Lord, for your great love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We can talk about this if you want. What do you want to talk about? Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.